I'm the best in the world at what I do. I've been the best since day one. On this microphone, in the booth, in my bed, I live it. I breathe it. I am it. Welcome to the Soldier. As I sit back, relax, steam a blunt, sip a vex Think about the sexy singers that I wanna sex I'd probably go to jail for fucking Patti LaBelle Ooh, Regina Bell, she'd probably do me swell Jasmine Guy was fly, Mariah Carey's kinda scary Wait a minute, what about my honey Mary? Them jeans, they fitting like a glove I had a crush on you since real love, huh? Hold your horses, I'ma show you who the boss of intercourse is Sex, I'm taking no losses Even groups like SWV and TLC Can't see B.I.G. with telepathy The recipe, a pinch of hardcore with the gun Trippin' ain't easy, but it show is fun When I bust my nuts, I bust them one by one So what's the 411, hun, uh Dreams are fucking an R&B, bitch I'm just playing, what I'm saying. Dreams are fucking an R&B, bitch I'm just playing, I'm saying Dreams are fucking an R&B bitch I'm just playing, but I'm saying Dreams are fucking an R&B bitch I'm just playing I'm I put Shanti more pussy in stitches I fucked RuPaul before I fucked them ugly ass escape bitches You can 76 to 69, try 68 Make Raven some old cold date break Only cause I'm paid, I'm fucking all the jade Gave my DJ Janae, he like it when they say Everybody, move your body Got Whitney Houston boosted from Bobby As I bust the cherry, your mama couldn't carry Back shots to Shaka, I know that pussy hairy Sade, ooh, I know that pussy tight Smack Tina Turner, give her flashbacks to Ike Smoke a stone, fucking in vogue because it's four of them Jimmy Hats for Patra, I'm using all of them What about Tony Braxton? If that bitch give me action, guarantee satisfaction Dreams are fucking an R&B bitch I'm just playing, but I'm saying Dreams are fucking an R&B bitch I'm just playing, I'm saying Dreams are fucking an R&B bitch I'm just playing, but I'm saying Dreams are fucking an R&B bitch I'm just playing, but I'm saying No I'm saying to me, I ain't trying to diss my honey What up, people? Welcome to a special Sprinkle of Salt edition of the Salty Thoughts of Donnie Oo podcast, featuring the one and only Donnie Oo, best in the world of what the fuck he does. Yes, I'm doing some overtime this week. I'm putting out two episodes back to back this week while I'm still recovering from, you know, it. So. You might wonder, well, if you're still recovering, what the fuck you, fuck you going extra hard for? What you doing, putting extra out for? Well, because something happened in the world of wrestling this past week 
WWE specifically. And before I get too far into this shit, I'm going to let y'all know from the top. I'm going to be talking as if y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm going to be talking in terms, inside of terms, regular, pretty much terms that a wrestling fan would know. Because this is going to be a sprinkle of salt. I'm going to sprinkle my two to three thoughts on this topic. And then I'm going to upload this shit and get me some much needed rest. Also, it's just simpler for me to do that. Because you know, when it comes to me talking about wrestling, I can go all over the place and a five minute answer will turn into a half hour segment. And I do not want to get into that right now. So this past week, Monday to be exact, Sasha Banks and Naomi, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions walked out on Monday Night Raw this past week due to creative differences, due to the fact that they felt, and this is through various media outlets, well, sports, Western media outlets, if you want to say that. And the statement by WWE themselves that said that, yeah, they had a discussion about the creative uh, direction going forward. They disagreed with that direction. And I'm paraphrasing all this. And upon them going into John Laranitis' office, who is uh, executive vice president of talent relations, they went into his office with their suitcases, put the belts on his table, on his desk, and got the fuck up out of Dodge. And what WWE did in the immediate aftermath was not unprecedented, but it's something they haven't done in about 20 years. They actively buried their talent on air due to a backstage dispute. They haven't done that since Stone Cold Steve Austin. Later on in the show, because at the very beginning of the show, they advertised a six-pack challenge in which the winner would be the next contender for the Raw Women's Championship held by Bianca Belair. The women involved are as follows. We had Dewdrop. We had Nikki A.S.H. We had Becky Lynch. We had Oscar. And we had the tag team champions, Naomi and Sasha Banks. Once they left, they changed that main event from the six-pack challenge to just Becky versus Oscar. Oh, and I have forgotten that in the statement that WWE put out, they put out that Sasha and Naomi expressed discomfort in um, participating in a match with two particular individuals, even though they had eight hours to rehearse said match. Yes, rehearse. And they ended with WWE Raw is a scripted program and the talent is expected to uphold their end of their contracts. Everybody knew what was coming next. They were going to suspend them. Not only did they suspend them, as recently as this past Friday, they removed all of their merchandise off the website. Of course they would, because they're suspended. So that is the event that happened. And to try to give myself some structure, I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory and why Sasha may have felt the need to say, you know what? Fuck y'all. Kiss my ass. I'm gone because I don't need this shit anymore. And 
I personally agree. I wouldn't have done it, perhaps, but then at the same time, maybe she's gotten to maybe she had gotten to the point that you know what? I have a lead on a lot of things that y'all speaking and talking about WWE didn't help me get. Not once. I got all of this shit. So we're I am gonna flash back a little over a year ago. WrestleMania 37. We're still in the pandemic last year, even more intensely than we are right now. WWE had had almost one year in isolation. And this was their first event in front of a crowd in over a year. It also was a make good to the city of Tampa for the fact that they had to cancel last year. I mean, the, the year prior, right? The main event of night one was the SmackDown Women's Champion, Sasha Banks, against Bianca Belair. History in the making. History making. The first time two black women faced off in the main event of WrestleMania for the championship. After that match, mainstream took a hold of it. They were on the ESPY awards. They went to various award shows together. Sasha Banks was this one of the stars of The Mandalorian, which is a Disney property, meaning Disney money. WWE, maybe once or twice, promoted that, but they didn't help her get that shit. They downplayed that shit. Anything WWE, well, any wrestler, that has any type of mainstream star potential and or mainstream possibilities and WWE is not involved in getting them that WWE acts like it doesn't exist think back of Batista Batista got that role in the Guardians of the Galaxy right WWE didn't participate, didn't which go promote that shit. But if you flash back over 20 years ago, when fucking Triple H had a small ass part in Blade, they pumped that shit all over their shows. But I digress. So, we had last year, Sasha is the media darling of wrestling. The media darling of WWE. Or was she? Bianca, that was her rise. But Bianca being, I mean, but Sasha being the veteran that she is, being the sister that she is, didn't begrudge that. She used her her status to bring Bianca up and expose her to what it yet to become. Um, what what it yet to come, right? So then Sasha disappears. More than likely, she's probably doing her outside projects. Maybe doing some more filming for the Mandalorian or or the um Boba Fett um vehicle that they're about to have, right? She's supposed to come back. Matter of fact, she comes back for SummerSlam for the rematch. But even when she came back, you could tell they betrayed her a step down from uh, from the place that she left. Right? So she comes back for SummerSlam and then she's not cleared for SummerSlam. Still some scuttlebutt that was out there was that either she, she had got it 
or she wasn't vaccinated and they wasn't letting her letting her come back and play ball until she was vaccinated. To me, to my knowledge, that was never settled. Nobody never knew why Sasha wasn't at SummerSlam. That created the becking bullshit in which she came in and she beat Bianca in 26 seconds. And then they fleshed that out, or should I say stretched that out to last month's uh, WrestleMania with Bianca got her revenge. But uh, Sasha disappeared for a couple months. You didn't see her again until around Royal Rumble season. Matter of fact, prior to Royal Rumble season, she came back and she was in a teased rivalry with Charlotte Flair, the champion of the SmackDown brand at the time, right? So then she comes back. Royal Rumble, Ronda comes back. Sasha disappears again. When she comes back, she's at an even lower level. The tease rivalry with her and Charlotte going into WrestleMania is non-existent because Ronda came back, won the Royal Rumble, and challenged Charlotte for the match at WrestleMania. Never mind about the fact that Ronda came back. She didn't feel like fucking coming back. She was obligated to a contract. She came back. She came back because she's guaranteed that WrestleMania spot. She came back, and the first thing out of her mouth when it came to the fans was, you know what? I really don't fuck with y'all. I don't like y'all. Y'all are beneath me. This whole shit is fake. She got talked to. And now she's just as bland as ever. Now, meanwhile, Sasha just floating around. Sasha just floating around, right? You got Naomi. She came back, popular as ever. And she was just floating around. She had a couple matches with Charlotte. Because, of course, through the media, Charlotte uh, specifically asked for Naomi. Because, uh, you know, she knew she could get a good match out of her. And and Naomi uh, deserved it. Yeah, Naomi deserved it. But why did it take Charlotte to say something, quote unquote? I feel like Charlotte just wanted somebody credible to beat. Because this was right after Tony Storm walked out of the company. And they didn't, you notice how they didn't freeze her ass. They didn't hold her back. They said, you know what? You, you just left. You want to leave? Bye. We'll grant you your release. So you have Sasha, you have Naomi. Yeah, I'm being long-winded, but it's coming. It's coming. You have Sasha and Naomi. Then all of a sudden, they became the Boston Glow Connection. They became a tag team. And they made every point to become the best version of a tag team that they could possibly be. They put their all into it. For for one, it was Naomi's first opportunity. Yeah, she had the rivalry with Sonya Deville, and Sonya Deville was just screwing her right and left, and it came off way too racial because Sonya Deville always liked to which guy smack a black chick, right? You never noticed that, right? Anyway, but this was the first time Naomi was able to get to really sink her teeth into it. Because to me, there was so much potential in that. Um, Naomi Sonya rivalry that they left on the table. They never really fully fleshed it out. So Naomi was hyped, like, yo, we're gonna do the damn thing, right? Sasha's like, yo, we're gonna do it, we're gonna make the best of this fucking opportunity. These belts have been wallowing in misery. We're gonna get these belts and we're gonna do the damn thing. Now it's coming out that. Probably what happened was Sasha was promised or given the tag team titles, allowed her to have this team with Naomi and was given the promise of, you know what? We're actually going to give some type of importance to these titles due to the fact that we kind of screwed you out of your WrestleMania payday. We got kind of screwed you out of your WrestleMania spot that 
I'm quite sure when he she came back from that hiatus, it was promised to her that yeah, the the direction is going to be you and you and Charlotte. But yet you got fucking cocksucker Dave Meltzer talking about well, you know she if she Sasha that is is upset that she got knocked out of that spot because Ronda decided to return. Well, she just has to understand that Ronda is a bigger star. But who fucking whose fucking fault is that? Think about it. Sasha is born and bred WWE. She's been in the company for about 10 years. She's been on the main roster for about six and a half years. She's been in the main event of your WrestleMania. Co coincidentally, the WrestleMania where all the big contracted outside players declined to deal with because deal with because yo it's the corona it, i mean it's the pandemic the rona's still out there i'm not gonna risk that wwe said don't worry about it so we're gonna make the best of the best situation sasha you know what roll with it we're gonna give you the main event but then when the coast is clear and when you're able to get your preferred your preferred uh, uh option yes yeah, sasha you know i know we was you know, we was dangling this fucking carrot in front of you. But, uh, yeah, uh, Rhonda came back. Sasha Banks, in the, um, during one of the Stone Cold sessions, the Broken, Broken Skull sessions, there's a clip that's been circulating social media, the internet, interwebs. And uh, in it, Sasha explains her change of mindset to Stone Cold because Sasha did walk out following WrestleMania 35, coincidentally dealing with the same fucking tag team championships. This one was a little bit more egregious. But Sasha said, you know what? I, 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 had, to, I had to take some time off. I had to find me and who I was and come to grips that I am a changed individual. No longer am I that little girl that was just appreciative of, yes, I, I'm here. I'm so thankful for everything. No, with accolades and with work and with you attaining your goals and attaining just the respect, now it's time to use my respect. I'm not going to just be grateful for the opportunity or grateful for the thoughts. And the quote, the key quote was, I eat steak now too, just like Vince McMahon. And I eat my vegetables. Other words, I'm a fucking boss myself. Yes, he's my boss in this company. But at the end of the day, I'm my own woman. I can do what the fuck I want to do because I have confidence in myself. So no longer where I just accept what I don't want to accept anymore. Period. Point blank. And I think this is the point in which Sasha's like, you know what? Fuck y'all. Because I got injured by this broad Rhonda years ago. Right? I come back last year when I'm quite sure Sasha could have got her hands in the other shit. Because she's 30. She's still young. And if when Hollywood comes a calling, you got to jump on that shit quick, fast. And she's expanding her profile all over the fucking place. But Sasha's gotten to the point like, you know what? I don't need to deal with this shit. At all. And WWE, by going on the offensive and on both of their shows, plus the statement saying how 
unprofessional it was and just literally throwing, putting salt on the wound. To me, Sasha's going to like, I, you just give me more the reason why never to come back. Now there was uh scuttlebutt that, uh, you know, which got both this contracts was due soon. Naomi was negotiating. Maybe Sasha's like, you know, I'm just going to play this out. And there was word a couple months ago that that's the reason why they hadn't really inserted Sasha into any meaningful programs because she didn't resign. Whether true or false, who knows? Naomi, and this is where I'm going to start going on tangents. So please forgive me in advance. Naomi, to me, and this is probably not going to be popular. But Naomi, Naomi doesn't have as much pull as I believe a lot of people believe she does. Naomi probably got to the point like, you know what? Y'all screwed me time and time and time again. I'm comfortable and I can get the fuck up out of here. I'm comfortable enough to back my back my witch girl, back my sister. And I'm also fed up enough then I'm not going to try to talk her down. I'm going to be like, you know what? Yeah, that sounds like the move. But this whole thing of, well, you know, Naomi is, which girl, married to Jimmy Uso, and that's, and Jimmy is the cousin of Roman, and you know, Roman not going to have this shit, or they got to, they got to really walk over fucking eggshells. Well, this is proof positive that they don't. This is proof positive, A, either Roman's like, yo, that, was, that shit don't got nothing to do with me and what I'm trying to accomplish. I.e. all the shit of, well, you know, which girl, Nia Jax is The Rock's cousin and that's why they allow her to do, yeah, WWE did that. But at the end of the day when I guess Nia went over the line or Nia just said, you know, fuck y'all and they released her. You didn't hear nothing about Roman coming coming to the rescue. Rescue. You didn't hear nothing about the Rock coming to the rescue. And she said point blank, like, yeah, we cousins, we family, but yo, that's as far as it goes. And then tell you the truth, this is more proof positive. A lot of a lot of the, a lot of the things that people perceive, the perceptions, yeah, duh. I believe it's perception by the public and not and not really rooted in reality. A lot of things that WWE, which called, you know, the favoritism, I believe, yeah, 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 yeah. Perhaps that person that they're um, catering to can use his stroke, but I really think it's WWE being a fucking coward and be like, you know what? We don't want to risk the chance. So therefore, we're going to kiss relative A's ass. Or we're going to make sure that there's never a problem in them saying, you treated my family wrong. Or situations that they feel like doing. Yeah. I mean, look at it this way. How many times Ric Flair done showed his ass to WWE, yet they fucking still protect Charlotte like a motherfucker? Based on her being Ric Flair's daughter. And that's not to take away any of her talent. No, I'm talking strictly on connections. Randy, for some reason, they wanted to make sure that they never screwed Randy over due to the fact that he's an Orton. Also due to the fact that the Orton's probably got a treasure troll of dirt from the 80s or how they treated Randy's uncle fucking Barry O. And they never want that shit to get out. So Randy got Blanche to do whatever the fuck he want as long as he don't kill nobody. And even then, I'm quite sure he'll have three hearings. Roman because of The Rock. But you know, and Jimmy and Jay Specifically, Jimmy, based on Roman, but based on what they mean to WWE. 
So y'all think these people who go around backstage pretty much swinging their dicks around. I'm quite sure it's quite the opposite. And in this particular situation, if Naomi was as protected as she, as people claim or believe that she is, this shit would not have fucking mushroomed. I have another thought that I will keep to myself based on the Jimmy and Naomi dynamic. Yeah. Do y'all think Jimmy has a leg to stand on to try to go to bat for Naomi? After his DUIs in the last year? After the fact that he fucked up a program and they had to pivot real quick? You think he has a fucking leg to stand on? You think Roman, especially he trying to fucking just wind down and collect this bread and got one eye out of fucking Hollywood? He don't give a fuck. He's the head of the table. He is the tribal chief. I do acknowledge him. Acknowledge. Acknowledge. But Roman don't give a fuck. So uh, where does that lead? Where does that lead us right now? I will tell you in just a few minutes. <laughs> I swear they they remixed the shit out that fucking thing, and then she come out the fucking stage, do 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 shaking her little fucking hips. Man, Tasha Sasha is a bad one. That's all I'm gonna say. She's a bad one. She's a boss. And where does that lead us right now? Man, I have no fucking idea. I don't believe this situation is going to be rectified anytime soon. Both sides are going to be steadfast in their beliefs. Fucking. I, I, I really can't believe that WWE is going so hard, but they're trying to do the smear campaign such as this. this past Monday night when Sasha Banks and Naomi let us all down. The WWE Women's Tag Team Champions walked off the show and walked out of the building during Monday Night Raw. They were supposed to take part in this, the main event, the six-pack challenge, where the winners would be next in line to face Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. However, Sasha and Naomi took the Tag Team Championships into the office of our Head of Talent Relations, left them there, and then promptly walked out of the arena. Their actions disappointed millions of WWE fans and their fellow superstars. So because of what Sasha and Naomi did this past Monday night, they have been suspended indefinitely. And we will have a future tournament to crown the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. I'm... My memory fucked up i've told y'all that time and time again might even be more fucked up in the future but i know i don't re quite remember no type of statement read on air no type of statement released to the public approximately what eight months ago in november um a segment happened on SmackDown con uh, containing the Raw Women's Champion, which at the time was Charlotte Flair, and the SmackDown Women's Champion, 
which at the time was Becky Lynch, and they were supposed to have a belt swapping ceremony. And according to the script, Becky was supposed to take the uh, take the belt from Charlotte, and at the same time, Charlotte was supposed to take the belt from Becky. But as per the script, Becky was supposed to hold her championship up along with Charlotte's championship so she could have her Becky two belts moment. Charlotte wasn't having it. So Charlotte played keep away with the belt when the moment was supposed to arise. And Charlotte promptly dropped the belt on the ground as if to say, uh, you want to do your two belts bullshit? Pick that shit up, bitch. And then it was said that backstage, Becky had to be um, restrained and they had to send Charlotte home away from the, you know, uh, out the arena. And then they promptly turned it into a storyline. Using their real life dislike or distaste for each other. And they, they, they used that to hype up the mean, the otherwise meaningless, um, champion versus champion match at Survivor Series. Which I attended with my lovely daughter, Kay. I don't remember such a statement being being released. Let's go down to history. Why don't you? And a lot of this will have a lot to do with um, sexism or the way they treat males as opposed to females. But I'm going to go based on my memory. Back in the 90s, 97, Attitude Era to be exact. Uh, I don't remember any statements or any firings from one Shawn Michaels when he was running rampant, peeled out his fucking mind. Blowing up spots on a regular basis every time he got the microphone in his hand. Telling everybody in attendance to suck it, i.e. suck his dick. Don't remember none of that. Not only was he not reprimanded, he got blessed with the title. Not only did he get blessed with the title, when he dropped the title and showed his ass post-WrestleMania 14 at the press conference, he went on a hiatus due to his injury, and he got paid for four years. Two years after the fact, or should I say three years after the fact they was trying to bring him back and he was in such a fucked up state of mind or state of being, they sent him home and more likely under the table gave him ultimatum. You want these checks to keep on coming? You better clean your ass up because we need you on the front line. A lot of motherfuckers either too young to understand that too wet behind the ears when it comes to this fucking wrestling bullshit to remember that. But I remember none of this shit happening. They do it to who the fuck they feel like doing it. They do it to whoever they feel they feel that they can do it to. Sasha ain't having the shit. And evidently, Naomi ain't having the shit either. How about this? More recently but not as extreme and tell you the truth. They had every fucking right and they used their fucking power right at the very big beginning of the pandemic, two weeks or a week leading up to WrestleMania. The advertised main event was Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns for no, no, no Roman Reigns versus Goldberg for the universal championship. Roman Reigns decided to stay home. Matter of fact, the Usos, Told Roman, no, take your ass home. Went to the office. Yo, our cousin, our oops, he ain't, he, look, y'all, y'all, y'all running a sloppy shop over here. So he going to fuck home because he got a family and that's our family. So we, we, we riding for him. What the fuck WWE is going to do? Ooh. The Usos caught, made that shot. They told Roman, yo, you the man around here. Flex your shit.
I remember those statements saying, oh, we're disappointed in Roman's decision. They act, they acted like Roman didn't exist for three to four months until he came back at SummerSlam. He never saw it coming. Time and time and time and time again. How many times has Randy Orton been suspended? Due to the wellness policy, they had made an amendment to the world's policy to make sure that he could fail to, he could fail that policy more than three times and still get a job, still have a job. It starts resetting and shit for, for Randy. Like I said, I already got on Randy shit. Look, if he got, he got his power, he flexes it. They're just not allowing Sasha to flex. One last thing before I, before I bottom line this shit, cause I really didn't want to get too far into it, but it's very fascinating and I might revisit it again at my own discretion. Look at the women they allow to shine in the WWE. Matter of fact, I'll narrow it down to four. The four horsewomen. When they got brought up, it was known Charlotte was going to be the star. Sasha had the backing, had the in-ring talent. Charlotte did too, but Charlotte had the name. Bailey was the last one brought up. She didn't get brought up with the other three, which is probably good for her because she was able to shine a little bit more by herself. When she got brought up, they fucked up her character. Sasha, Sasha got brought up, stop, start, stop, start for at least good f- fucking six, seven months until they ran through the Paige Charlotte feud, and then they ran through the Becky Charlotte feud part one. And then they finally brought Sasha up for the triple threat at WrestleMania. Sasha was always on the losing end. Do you know Sasha just got her first WrestleMania victory this year after seven of them? Sasha won the championship always on Raw. Charlotte always won the championship and beat Sasha on pay-per-view. Sasha never got her shit back. Never got her shit off on on Charlotte. Charlotte always came out on top. Only because Becky took the little thing, the little crumb that they gave her, actually not the crumb that they gave her, the crumb that was on the ground and she ran with it, that she put herself on a top level. Wasn't in the plans. But it was only out of those two, the pecking order go went Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Bailey. Why is that? Can't tell me Sasha didn't help make Charlotte who she is. Then you bring in Rhonda, push you push Sasha down again. Why? Why? There was a time they had Alexa Alexa Bliss going over Char- over Sasha. There's an ongoing narrative, the ongoing theme to this. One last thing. I've said it in, in, in past episodes when I talk about wrestling. WWE, Vince in particular, is famous for always looking for a replacement. As soon as he finds a replacement, a cheaper, younger alternative, he's going to get rid of the OG. That's why he brought Hulk Hogan back so many fucking times. He never had nobody to replace him until Hulk left. But think about it. You had Stone Cold, right? They made sure The Rock was that replacement. Stone Cold got injured. The Rock was the man. Rock left. Didn't get replaced. Rock left. Then they got Cena. They rose Cena for a decade. And before they was fully comfortable in letting Cena go all the way, they wanted to make sure Roman was ready. Roman wasn't ready because Cena got to the point like, yo, 
I'm tired of fucking being here. Yo, give it to him. He got to sink or swim. We could go into the Giants. Remember, they had, they had Braun. Braun replaced the big show. And when Braun got stale, Omos replaced Braun. And before anybody accuses me, oh, why they don't always don't look the same? You can't compare them. Blah, 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 blah. Suck my. Listen to what I'm saying right now. I personally believe WWE had a long game in this when it comes to Sasha. That long game was Bianca Belair. WWE believes in quotas. Look on the announce table of any event besides NXT. And that's only because they probably haven't found one yet. WWE SmackDown. You have, well, at one time, you had Saxton. No, no. On Raw, you have Saxton, you have Graves, and you have uh, Jimmy Smith. Then on Raw, I mean, on SmackDown, at one time, you had Cole. So, matter of fact, yeah, Cole Graves and Saxton on SmackDown. Then you had on Raw, you had Vic Joseph, um, the Mace, the guy Mace now, Dio Madden, and uh, did they still have? They had Graves also. No, and then you had Smojo. So you had a black, a white. Then you had a black, a white. And a female when you had Renee on on which go on uh on the announce table. So they're like, all right, well, we have this black female wrestler who's getting famous by the day, by the minute, by the hour, by the second. She's about to be out of here. But we know that that which called that demographic clings to that. Bianca. Yeah, she could be our next Sasha, but she could be Bianca. Bianca held held up her end of the bargain. They both headlined WrestleMania last year, but once they headlined WrestleMania in WWE's mind, Bianca is now made. Sasha is expendable. Needless to say, since that WrestleMania, Sasha would stop, start, stop, start, stop, start after actually having a good year and a half run on top of the women's division, her and Bailey, during the pandemic. Yeah. People forget they held the pandemic down. Held WWE down during the pandemic. Once they got that replacement, out of here. Yeah. Some bullshit, but it's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, even on the men's side right now, it kind of just fell in their lap. They have a potential replacement for Roman, perhaps, if Roman gets the fuck up out of here in the next year. And that's Cody Rhodes. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm not getting into that because this is about the Boston Glow. This is on some Boston Glow shit. It's my fucking word. But uh, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. I'd like to give a shout out to my friends at the Gimmick Infringement Podcast. Mr. Winchester, Mr. McDowell. I'd like to give a shout out to y'all. Okay, y'all, y'all, which everybody knows, the masses know, there ain't no motherfucking plugs on the Sprinkle of Salt editions. No, 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 no. Tell you the truth, this is more like a poor salt. You know, maybe some iodine, some sodium, some whatever. You know, well, you know, when I start rambling, that usually that's my little internal timer saying, get the fuck up out of here. So, yeah. See y'all mother effers next week. Goodbye. Bye.
that I get from my friends Sick of waking up just to do it again Sick of climbing out the hole that gave birth to Bane I wonder, sometimes I feel like that I'm under Underwater, under the ground, I live in wonder Too smart for my own good, but somehow now I'm dumber Than I used to be, didn't realize that I'm dumber I feel nothing cause my heart is for big 45 and petty, not content to eat shit No matter my shovel, I refuse to give in Play the long game, under pressure to win Can't afford to lose, cause ultimately I'm culpable Turns I had to pay for being overly vulnerable Conceptualizing you, fuck fit in my shoes Sometimes you gotta put it down and let it come back to you Top of the year, goals big for 